Understandably, one is only able to divorce his wife as long as he is still alive. And we saw earlier on in the Masechta, even if somebody appoints a messenger to deliver the get to his wife, if it doesn't reach her before the husband dies and the divorce has not yet taken place, then even if the get is given to her once he has died, that divorce will be invalid because the divorce can only take place as long as he is still alive. Because of that, if somebody tells his wife, Zegiteich, this is your get, he writes a get, gets all of the signatures, and he gives her the get, but he says, this is your get, Immati, if I will die. Or if he says, Zegiteich, Immati, Michailizeh, this should be your get for the sake of your divorce, if I die from this particular illness. Now, everybody eventually dies. So he's not saying a condition on condition that I die. Rather, he is saying, when I die. When I die, this should be your get for the sake of the divorce. Or if he says explicitly, this should be your get after my death. In all these three cases, though, my Klumi hasn't said anything, and that divorce would be entirely invalid, since one is not able to divorce his wife after he has already died. Alright, the next case is if he says, this should be your get, from today, if I die. Or from now, if I die. In this case, we understand what he is saying to mean that when he dies, the get should be valid from today. Retroactively, if he will end up dying before the wife dies, then he wants the divorce to be valid from today, retroactively when he dies. When he dies, we'll look at it that already from today he was th- they were divorced. Says the Mishnah, this is valid, how is a get? It would be a valid get, since at the end of the day the divorce is uh, happening today whilst he is still alive. Now what happens if he says, Mehayoim? That this is your get for today, and after my death. So we could understand this like in the previous case, that he's trying to say that when he dies, that's sort of a condition for the get and the divorce to take place, but from today. And then it would be valid. On the other hand, we could understand that he sort of changed his mind in the middle. He started off by saying he wants the divorce to take place today, but then at the end he said uh, it should take place tomorrow. And according to that, tomorrow is when he dies, and so it would not be valid. So the Mishnah says, get vein a get, it's considered a get, and it's not considered to be a get. Meaning it's considered to be a doubtful get. Because the interpretation and his intentions of what he said are unclear. And the Mishnah now brings a implication of the fact that it is a doubtful get. And that is regarding the mitzvah of Yibum. One of the relatives which one is forbidden to marry and have relations with is one's brother's wife. However, the Torah says there's an exception, where not only is it not forbidden, but it's actually a mitzvah to marry one's brother's wife. And that is, if one's brother dies before having children, then it's a mitzvah on the surviving brother to marry, to perform Yibum with the dead brother's wife, the widow. Now, in this case, he won't be able to do so. The Mishra says, in Mace, if this person who gave his wife the get, and it is a doubtful get, if he dies, then his wife should not do Yibum with the surviving brother. Because if the get indeed was valid, then there is no mitzvah of Yibum. She's not considered to be the widow of this man who died. And if there's no mitzvah of Yibum, then it's forbidden to do Yibum, because that's marrying one's brother's wife. So the Mishnah says in such a situation, She should do chalitza, not Yibum. Chalitza is a process done in Basin, in a case where they don't want to do Yibum. So there's an option of doing chalitza, and that allows her to marry a different man. So in this case as well, since we're in a case of a doubt as to whether they can do Yibum or not, they should do chalitza. There's no prohibition involved in doing chalitza. So if the divorce was valid, then it's just nothing. There's no obligation, and they just did a process in Basin, which didn't do anything. And if the divorce was not valid, then indeed she is a widow, and there is a mitzvah of Yibum Chalitza, and they fulfilled the mitzvah of Chalitza, and then she would be able to marry somebody else. 
Now this ends off with another case. If somebody says to his wife, This should be your get from today. If on condition that I die from this illness which I have now. So that would be a valid get and it's a valid condition. But what happened next? He got up and walked in the marketplace. Meaning he became relatively healthy again. He was able to go outside and walk properly. But soon after, he became ill again and he died. The question is, is that considered to be that he died from his original illness or not? Answers the Mishnah quite simply, We evaluate and measure him. If he died because of the first original illness, then how is a get? It's considered to be a valid get. If not, then ain't a get. It would not be a valid get. And the way this is measured is simply, did he recover totally? Or he just became much more healthy. If he became much more healthy, but he never fully recovered, then it is considered to be the same illness, and the condition would have been fulfilled. But if he recovered fully and then became ill, then it's considered to be a new illness, and that is not fulfillment of the condition, and the condition of the get has not been fulfilled, so it would not be a valid get. Mr. Dalad, in the previous Mishnah, a couple of the cases were cases where the divorce will occur retroactively. When he dies, then retroactively we look at it that the divorce took place already from the moment that he gave her the get. So what exactly is the status of their marriage between the time that she received the get and when they when, when he dies, if he ends up dying before she does? So the mission tells us that It is forbidden for her to be alone with him unless it's in front of witnesses even in front of a male or female slave who are not valid witnesses but in this case it's sufficient since their purpose is just to make sure that these people will not have relations together. That's what Mishnah is coming to tell us, that these, the, the husband and wife over here are forbidden to have relations together. Except for her female slave, her own personal slave, because her heart, and she feels very comfortable with her own personal female slave, such that if she is there, it's not going to stop her having relations with her husband. Now, why exactly is it forbidden for them to have relations? So firstly, it's because if he ends up dying before his wife, that would mean that from today they're already divorced. So they're no longer married, and it's forbidden to have relations with a woman with whom one is not married. However, that prohibition in itself is not such a severe, relatively speaking, is not such a severe prohibition. And the Gemara explains that we have another concern over here, that if people see them having relations, then, well, one, one of the ways to perform Kiddushin on a woman, Kiddushin is the first stage of marriage where one acquires the woman, it's generally done by giving her money or an object or a ring, but another way of doing Kiddushin with a woman is by having relations with her and intending that he should perform Kiddushin by having relations with her. Now in order for Kiddushin to be valid, there has to be two witnesses who are valid witnesses, two adult Jewish men who see this happen, and there's a concern that if they end up having relations together, there might be two people who happen to see this, in which case they would be married again, or at least they would have restarted the marriage process, and once a woman has received Kiddushin, she, that's enough to require a get before marrying anybody else. And therefore, since they wanted the divorce to happen and occur already from the moment that he gave her the get, if later on they have relations together and witnesses see them do this, then even if the get was valid from the beginning, they would have done Kiddushin again. 
and so she would require another divorce, and the original get wouldn't help. And therefore, for that reason, as well as for the reason that the divorce might indeed be valid today, if the husband end up, ends up dying first, in which case they are not married, and it's forbidden to have relations with a woman with whom one is not married, for those two reasons, it is forbidden for them to be alone together, unless there is someone there who would prevent them from having relations together. Now, the second half of the Mishnah, although from the simple language of the Mishnah, seems to be following on from the case we're talking about until now, we are going to understand, like those Rishonim who explain that we are talking about a different case. The case under discussion is where somebody tells his wife, this is your get, for when I am in the world, for when I am alive, if I die. He doesn't say from now or from today. He says from when I am alive and after I die, or if I die. So again, this is a valid get because he wants it to occur today. If he dies retroactively, it will occur today. So the get and divorce happens before he dies. However, the question is, when exactly the divorce takes place? And the way the Mishnah asks it is, What is the status of this woman who received this get during those days between the time that she received the get and when her husband dies? says, She's considered to be like a regular married woman for all matters and all laws. Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion that the meaning and explanation of this person's stipulation in the divorce is that the moment before he dies, that's when he wants the divorce to take place. As long as I'm alive, that means that the last moment that I'm alive. And so it's true that we might not know when that moment is at the time, but afterwards we'll see. So for example, if somebody, if another man has relations with her, is that considered to be having relations with a married woman? So at the time that he has the relations, it could be, because it could be that the next moment her husband will die. In which case, and on this moment, right now, as he is having the relations with her, that's when the divorce took place. And it won't be considered that he is having illegal relations. However, if the husband doesn't end up dying that exact moment, then she's considered to be a fully married woman, and this man would have violated the severe prohibition of having relations with a married woman. Alright, on the other hand, Rabbi Yaisi says that during this entire period of time, she's considered divorced and not divorced, meaning she's in a state of a doubt whether she's divorced or not. And according to Rabbi Yaisi, it's not that a moment later we find out that she was fully married. Rabbi Yaisi understands that this concept of retroactively looking at the action of him having relations with her, this other man, in the example we gave. We talked about an, an example where another man has relations with her. The question is, did he have illegal relations or not? According to Yaisi, we don't say that a moment later, since her husband didn't die, we look retroactively that the act which the person did was totally permitted. According to Yaisi, we have to define the act which he did at that time based on that time. And we can't say that retroactively it's permitted. This concept of retroactively defining an action is known as Breira. And according to Rabbi ain't Breira. So that action is forever defined, and really every moment is going to be defined as she is possibly divorced. So in fact, the man who had relations with her would be obligated to bring a Korban Oshem Toloi, which is the Korban which one brings in a case of a doubt as to whether he has violated certain prohibitions, one of them being having relations with a married woman. Hey, if somebody says to his wife, this is your get, on condition that you will give me 200 zuz. It's quite a large sum of money, but this is the condition which he makes for the divorce to be valid. So certainly if she doesn't end up giving him the 200 zuz, then the get will be invalid. If she does give him the money, it is valid. Harzim Goreshes for Sitain says the mission she is considered to be divorced from now, 
and she would need to give the money in order for this to be the case. The point of the Mishnah is to tell us that the words almanas, on condition, those specific words are understood to mean that one wants the thing to occur right now, on condition that something happens later on. On condition that the condition which he makes is fulfilled. So for example, if the husband decides to go back on the divorce, it would be too late if she ends up fulfilling the condition and, he, and, he, and she gives him the 200 zuz. It's too late for him to cancel the divorce since it would have occurred already from the moment that he gave her the get. We're just waiting for the condition to be fulfilled. What happens if he says, I will ask it should be your get on condition that you give me this money within the next 30 days, between now and 30 days time. If she did give him the 200 zuz within 30 days, then Megareshes, she would be divorced from today, but if not, then in Megareshes, she would not be considered divorced, and it would be too late to fulfill the condition, because part of the condition was also a time limit for fulfilling the condition. I might have thought that the husband's intention wasn't to set a time limit, it was rather to urge her to fulfill the condition quickly. But the mission says no, it is apparent from the language that the person said it in, that this is an intrinsic part of the condition itself. Now, the next part of the Mishnah brings a story related to a different law, which the Gemara explains we need to add this into the Mishnah. That if the husband makes a condition that it should be your get, on condition that you bring me my coat, and then the woman loses his coat. So she's not able to fulfill that condition exactly. According to the Chachomim, that means that she can't be divorced using that get. They would have to go through another divorce because it's impossible to fulfill that condition anymore as long as she has lost that coat. However, according to Mishim Gamliel, we understand that the main intention of this person is not to receive the coat itself. It's to gain from that value. And therefore, if she were to give the value of the coat, it would also be sufficient to fulfill the condition. And on that, the Mishnah brings the following story on Mishim Gamliel. Mishim Gamliel said, I've got a proof for my opinion, because my Tzidoin, there was a story which happened in a place called Tzidoin, with a particular person who told his wife, this is your get, on condition that you give me my coat. And she lost his coat. And the Chachomim of the time said, You can give him the value of the coat, and that is sufficient to fulfill the condition and for the divorce to be valid. Mr. somebody tells his wife, This is your get, on condition that you serve my father. You do something, whatever he wants you to do, do it for him. Or on condition that you will nurse my son. Let's say they just had a son together, a baby, and he says on condition that you will nurse my son, this will be your get for divorce. So in order to fulfill this condition, she needs to do that just once. And that would have fulfilled the condition. The question of the Mishnah is, How long does she have to nurse him, even just once, but within what time period, up to what age would the baby need to be for her to fulfill the condition? The point is that if she ends up nursing the child once he is already an older child, let's say he's three, four years old, it's not a normal thing to nurse a child of that age, and so it's assumed not to be included in that condition. The condition was that she nursed the baby whilst it was a normal thing to do. So the Mishnah says, It has to be in the baby's first two years years of his life. Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Huda says, 18 months, but if it's after that, then it's already considered to be not normal, and it's assumed not to be included in the man's condition for the divorce to be valid. Now what happens if Mace Habain 
the son, the baby, died, or the husband's father died, and now she's no longer able to fulfill that condition, says the mission, nevertheless, how is a get? It is considered to be a valid divorce, a valid get for the sake of the divorce. Reason being that it's clear that the entire condition was only as long as there's a need for the nursing to be done, so she should do it at least one time. But if it's no longer possible to fulfill the condition, and there's no longer any need for it at all, so it's assumed that the condition wasn't made for such a situation, and therefore the divorce would be valid. On the other hand, what if what happens if the husband told her, this is your get, on condition that you serve my father for two years. You have to do that for a period of two years, not just once within the two years, but do it for two years. Or on condition that you nurse my child for two years. Then, if the son or the husband's father dies, or the husband's father said, I don't want you to serve me. Not in an angry way. He didn't get agitated by her, and that's why he said, I don't want you to serve me. Rather, he just said, I don't want you to serve me. So in these cases, ain't no get. The get would not be valid in the first two cases because she didn't fulfill the condition at the end of the day. And the condition was that she'd do something for two years, and she didn't do that. In the case where he only wanted her to do it once, so we can see he's not so particular about the condition being fulfilled. And he had interest that she fulfill that condition only because it was needed. But in this case where, she, where he makes a much bigger condition, so it's clear that he wants the divorce to be valid only if she really does fulfill every detail of the condition, and he wants her to go through all of that. And therefore, if she doesn't, it would be invalid. However, Mishim Gamriel says that it would be a valid get in this case. And Mishim Gamriel explained himself by giving a rule that anything which stops the condition being fulfilled, but it's not because of what she did that stops it being fulfilled. For example, in these cases where the father said that he doesn't want her to serve him, and it's not because she angered him. That's why the Mishnah talks specifically about that case, because Dafka in that case, Rishim Gabriel argues, and he says that how is a get, it would be a valid get, since there is, there is no longer a, re- a reason or a need for the condition to be fulfilled, then even in these last cases, says Rishim Gabriel, the condition is no longer attached to the divorce at all, and the divorce would be fully valid. Only if she caused the need for the condition to go down, so then she's responsible for that. So then the husband would be particular, and it wouldn't be a divorce. But in this case, it would be a valid get.